Hello and welcome to It Bleeds Pixels, the bi-weekly slash weekly video game podcast that is roughly about video games. Mostly, I'm Tony. And I'm Matt. Let's get this party started. <laughs> <laughs> We learn through playing games that healing items are for us, the player, not our enemies. We learn that Link uses his bottle of fairies to heal himself once all hit points are depleted. We know that chicken found in the walls of Castlevania and sometimes strewn on the ground in Tekken will heal us. And after playing countless RPGs, you learn quick that potions, tinctures, and elixirs are your friend and vital for your survival. However, within many of these RPGs, and in this case specifically the Final Fantasy series, it is possible to hurt and kill certain enemies with healing items or magic. The game's enemies often play out with an elemental strength and or weakness, and if you come across any undead enemies, this is where this mechanic works. In Final Fantasy VIII, you will face off against Abaddon in the Great Salt Lake, which is the uh, end area boss, basically. And throughout this battle, it's got two forms. It's normal mode to start, uh, and throughout the game, and also sort of inflicting damage on it, it'll stand up. And during this form, it starts casting status ailments. And I randomly was playing this back in the day. Again, I say Final Fantasy VIII is garbage, but, you know, you've got to go through the numbers. But it was during this form uh, that I found out by accident that healing items could actually wipe it out. Uh, I got hit by the confuse effect while it was standing. Uh, and that's when basically you lose the control of your party member. And it'll do all sorts of stupid things like uh, cast random spells uh, that don't usually help. It'll waste the often good ones, uh, often on your own teammates or even on themselves. So my team, I think if I remember correctly, you've got a party of three. Two of them were already dead. I was basically about to wipe. Confuse was thrown on me and I was like, well, this is not going to end well. And then I threw an elixir at the enemy. Now, elixirs are basically the greatest healing item you have in that game. They'll completely heal you. HP. And here I was thinking, well, what a perfect way to wipe. I've completely screwed in the pooch and I'm going to die right here. And I threw the elixir at the monster. Randomly than healing it, it actually completely KO'd it because, again, the undead mechanic. So, yeah, I basically learnt that healing magic will kill undead enemies in Final Fantasy VIII. This also works on uh, Final Fantasy VII, but there you go. It bleeds pixels. Is that something that, like, other gamers know? Like, is it on, like, YouTube and stuff, or is that yeah. just something new? Yeah. Well, I think it's uh, something that has become, come well, it was probably known then, but it was unknown to me at the time. I literally was, like, screaming at the computer, well, at the TV screen while it happened, because I was like, of all the things to do, to then heal up your enemy. Because that's, like, the cheapest thing I, I hate in boss battles, where you've got a boss that can heal itself. And here I was doing it myself to the enemy. I was like, well, of course this just fucking happened. But then, yeah, it just died. So you've got, like, uh, they're called Phoenix Downs, which will actually, like, bring back your party members from death. So sometimes those can even, like, completely 1KO it. Uh, so I thought that was pretty nifty. But, yeah, going forward, I've since learned that that's a mechanic that most of the Final Fantasy games will have an undead enemy that, yeah, you can cheese it out by throwing healing items at it. Yeah, that's the word for it, eh? Cheese it out. It's sort yeah. of a... um. Yeah, that's a real, like, that's a good tip there. Okay, so now we'll get into what's playing, personal update, and what we've both been currently been playing. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I'll start off on this one. Yep. Um, I've been playing Animal Crossing New Horizons. I have started time traveling. There's time travel in it. Yeah, so... I thought you were going to update us on the fact that uh, I think last you said that they just introduced a uh, diving mechanic. So I was like, that's that's another update altogether if it's time travel. So time travel, yeah. So like time travel is like, it's it's within the switch. So you adjust the time, the timer, because the switch, it's kind of weird. You'd think the switch would have a real time, only real time date and time but you can switch to different regions, but you can also stay within your region and completely change the time on your console and day to any time or day you want through the year. So in doing this, it changes the game that you're playing, like Animal Crossing, because it's a real-time game. 
it's really good for if you work night shift or you obviously you work every day so there's certain um you know like bugs and fish you can catch in certain times of the day so mm. it actually works really well that way it is kind of game breaking so it's something i didn't you could do this from the start from when the game first came out um i didn't do it at all and i've only just started doing it yeah one of the main reasons why i've started time traveling is because i was getting quite bored of the game and i wanted to start trying to complete the museum um so i have sort of been loving the game again through time traveling i mean are you yeah. doing it just for the day and night cycle because i am um... If I remember correctly, that game's also like quite seasonal. So you could even do like yeah. Christmas events, Easter events. So the way they Hanukkah. get around the way they get around that is you can't really do the full-on events because they do an update before, say, when Easter happened, they had a bunny day and they had an update on the system to do those events. So mm -hmm. you so if I go to Christmas, there won't be an event on. It'll be Christmas and there's certain things I can get and a few things will happen. But the actual event for that year, it won't happen. It, so gotcha. it won't happen until the update will happen on the, you know, on the hardware. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. It's a it's a way of because um, I have terraformed my island completely. I have got pretty much the 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 characters on my island, the Animal Crossing people that mm -hmm. I wanted. I pretty much am at the stage where I want to start one hundred percenting the museum, and the only way to do that is to basically be friends with other people, which I am. Um, I watch a couple of Twitch streams and stuff and they do like Turnip Tuesdays where, oh, this is off the subject of that, but there's turnips in the game and you get them on a Sunday and you have to sell them within a week. And um, there's some American Twitch streamers in that they'll have you come to the island. So they'll have people uh, try to get uh, good prices for their turnips. Mm -hmm. So they'll be like 600 and something dollars instead of like 50 or 100 on your island and you can fly to their island and sell your turnips and get money that way. But what I was what I was saying is, it's sort of like you go to their island and they're in the summer, you know, obviously, because they're in the Northern Hemisphere, not in the Southern, and you get to fish and all that sort of shit there. And then you oh, get- so you get to like, just do stuff on their island like you would do on yours. So you basically yeah. are visiting their island and, and everything that they've got is accessible to you. So it's not like a sort of, well, I mean, my sort of earliest memories of a lot of these playing games with others was just a quick link cable and trading pokemon you know so there's actually yeah a whole this, bunch to it is, yeah this is a bit different so it depends what level of friendship you are on them you have to be like best friends in order to like dig up their flowers and stuff like that generally you're not really you're just like on their island and they've got to sort of like gift you their shit that way gotcha. otherwise people will fly to your island and they'll start stealing all your shit i was gonna say would they wreck your wreck your shit pretty much yeah yeah so they can't all they can do is pluck your flowers but for example, but they um they grow back within a couple of days. People do get shitty at that, but I don't care if people were to do that. Mm. Um, well, you've just uh, you know told everyone on the podcast that they can come steal from Tony's Island. Yeah, and that's actually something I was thinking of is if we do get more of a following, um, or just for anyone if they want to um, hit me up and because um, obviously I'm keen to play with other people if other people are playing it and um, you know my switch code and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's, that's something that would be cool is to play play games with listeners. That would be real cool. But yeah, there's actually a lot to talk about. <laughs> when I, th I thought, oh, there's not much to talk about because I actually listened to this uh, random podcast about Animal Crossing and I found it to be one of the most boring podcasts I've ever listened to in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it was like ridiculously boring. But I'm just sort of, I know, you know, I know you have played an Animal Crossing on the 3DS, so yeah, I, I, I know you would appreciate I... it. Me the talking one I about played it. was New Leaf. Was, yes. I think, the one that I played. So it wasn't, I, a, it wasn't an island, it was an actual town. I think that's the one before this. I could yeah. be wrong, but I think it is. No, I'm pretty sure um, it is too. Yeah, so, yeah, this has got, uh, it seems to be quite interactive with the way you um, link in with everyone, and um, it's got elements. So anyway, yeah, diving's new. So with diving, you pretty much just, it, it just opens a whole new thing for the museum, which is pretty cool. Yep. So it's it's a whole collectathon. It reminds me of the game, reminds me in a way of a Pokemon, obviously, the way you grind and you, and you, you got to get all, got to catch them all, you know what gotta I mean? Got to catch it's, them all, yep. Yeah, it's got that like element to it. Yeah, but it's peaceful and it's relaxing and it's chill and mm -hmm. um, diving is quite boring, I'd say, but there's, there's only... There's, I mean, there's, it's not like amazing to do and stuff. I, I find like 
fishing and catching like sharks and stuff like way more entertaining or um i actually just got a stick insect off a tree and that was real like um hard to get i had to obviously time travel and um because you can only get them from 4 a.m to something like that 4 a.m to 8 a.m yeah um in the morning so it's like like, the game at that time so no i'd definitely be you know getting my beauty sleep which i need so much of it i am not a morning person either so yeah so it's like yeah so that's that's i mean so i I think if you're wanting 100 percent the game without time traveling it's it's going to take you forever and a lot of people if they don't do that they burn out on the game and they've stopped playing it yeah um especially with um you know the virus and stuff people got this game it came out at the perfect time for that and people have like grown you know played it so much they've got bored of it but anyway um this is this has kept it more interesting for me um basically if you get a scallop uh pascal will Mm -hmm. go up and he will give you a pearl for crafting that's pretty much the gist of it other than getting some shit for the museum and you can also random thing which i found out with like a bit of a claw grip you can run run and jump with a flip into the water (laughs) oh Um, you need to do bombs man yeah you're pretty much doing some sweet bombs and i think that was about all i wanted to say i really and yeah i still really enjoy it try and get all the items and um i don't think i'm going to re-terraform my island that podcast i was listening to they're talking about the way you can make it interesting is just completely restart your file because on the game you can only have one save file yeah so i thought about it but i was like now i've come so far i might as well just try and 100 percent it and just play every now and again and like I was saying, like I'm kind of playing games more to relax and it's like the perfect game for that to just play like a half hour, like every day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's always one thing that frustrated me with a lot of those sort of Nintendo, especially like the DS and Game Boy games is that they just had the one save. So, cause I know Pokemon was notorious for that. And you know, you'd, you'd often have that one game where you had a good run. I think I've only ever caught them all once, which was on randomly. It took me forever too. Cause it was on like Pokemon moon. But during lockdown, I dug that out again and I was like, oh, I want to play. But it's like, well, I've already caught them all, so I'll start again. But then you had to get rid of all that progress. So just two you have to you e- something. So you either do that or you do something like shiny hunting or you try yes. and get better better IVs or you try yeah, shit like that. Like, mm. yeah, there's other ways to, to do it. But I mean, yeah, it is kind of like, eh, but... It is quite cool. So, yeah, like I say, like, even if you were to time travel in Animal Crossing or things like that, there's always events. And Pokemon has that too with, like, Pokemon Go and stuff like that. Yep. It's like there's always events, like, which keeps it interesting, which is quite cool. And yep. it's, I think, I personally think it's cool that there are updates in a game like this because you're just getting more bang for your buck. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't, in a game like this, I don't mind updates. And in, in, in other games, not so much. That kind of is a bit annoying. I don't mind downloadable content and stuff, but I think this type of game definitely suits it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and one other thing, which is an, on a subject of toys. Now, I, in the past, have been pretty anti-pop vinyl. Yep, I still am. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to I'm gonna shock you right now. I've actually been really enjoying getting the odd pop vinyl Mm -hmm. the reason the reasons why there's a couple of reasons and it's mainly being a dad so my son is now i'm seeing my son go through like i did as a kid and start to like things he's basically liking them and so it's making like a really cool thing for i mean because i can't go out and just buy like hard out action figures for him because they personally i think the good ones are really expensive yeah um so it's well, because like most most toy lines these days even do sort of like a you've got the uh the toy that could be just given to a five-year-old and it might get pulled to bits and it's sort of like cheaper plastic but then you've got the the actual better versions which are the sort of deluxe editions which you know you'd slap out of the hand of a five-year-old and be like don't touch those are just for looking they're daddies exactly so if i buy him something and then he damages it or loses a part or something i'm just like god damn it but these um the pop vinyls they're sturdy they're hard they they can take a beating you know mm-hmm. what i mean like they it's it's sort of like um it's this whole nostalgia thing with them it's, it's trying to hit your nostalgia bone and like i get that but he's mm. sort of doing it and it's quite cool for us to go so you can get like so we went to eb games and it was like you could get uh buy two get one free and they were like nine dollars each so it's like 18 bucks for three of them That's and i I immediately, because I recently watched um, Terminator Dark Fate, and there was a Rev9 endoskeleton 
sitting right there. And that was initially my thing was like, okay, I want that. And as soon as I saw that, because I'm a massive fan of particularly Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but as soon as I saw that, I was like, I'm going to buy this. And then uh, I saw like a Squirtle there and I was like, oh, cool, a Squirtle. And then I was like, oh, buy two, get one free. And I was like, oh, Leo, you can pick the third one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like and, they're, they're for you first and then he gets <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. The, and then the way it should be yeah and then it was like he <laughs> he grabbed um knights of ren um which is a really cool one to get and it's like a, it's like got a bobble head on it and it's it's cool man because like we chuck them up and like you can put them in the box or out of the box and my um even my younger son who's almost two he he can like walk up he grabs them my other stuff like my star wars like series figures like he'll grab them and i'm like oh my god like he'll snap a lightsaber or the part <laughs> yeah. just you know it's like oh but with these it's like they can take a beating and I can just chuck them back up on the shelf so there's a few reasons so it's like i think they're actually pretty cool like the ones I would never try and collect them all or a whole series or a whole set or whatever of something. But the odd one I find really cool and it has this like cool feeling of like collecting again, but it's to do with my kids. So mm-hmm. like it's, it's, and the price is like, I can't bark at that. Like, yeah, I can sort of afford that. Whereas like, I mean, I can afford more expensive figures, but it's like, again, they're just going to get damaged. And I, I would be more like, don't touch that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, your, your son's not getting one for free in that, in that uh, bargain. Yeah, exactly, and it's his birthday and um, coming up, and and he <laughs> You're buying toys for yourself first. <clears throat> oh, that's yeah. what I do. <laughs> Ex- exactly, this is for you, but for me, yeah. he he got um, we we originally wanted to get the like a Mandalorian one, and I couldn't find the child, um, which is Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the Mandalorian, and and my son loved it too. Yeah, and he came home, just got dropped off by his nana, and um, he has the child. So I've got like, little baby Yoda now, and it's like, oh god, what have I started? But I'm just, <laughs> you know, I think I'm just gonna like grab one every now and again. It can be like a cool thing for us. Um, because yeah. I kept going to stores, and I just never buy anything, and I was like, no, well, if they're that cheap, it's like it's it's gonna be cool. So anyway. Um, I'm actually really enjoying it, and that's pretty much what I've been playing and what I've been what I've been up to. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I have not been uh, exactly playing anything new. I think last I talked about was dabbling on the DS with that Dragon Quest game, and I've still just been ticking away on that at, at night while still just watching, mainly just watching things. Uh, so yeah, nothing new and exciting in my regards with games. But uh, new TV's coming soon, and I'll be back on the PlayStation Four, and I'll have something better to talk about and actual well not that it's not a game but so what have you been what have you been watching on on um your computer uh i have just well the daunting task that it is but i've got time on my hands at the moment one piece the anime show turned up on netflix and it's something i always wanted to get into because it's one of those shonen animes which has been going forever like i think i even looked online and they're up to about almost a thousand episodes so i was always like well how the fuck does one ever watch all of that but during lockdown you know just having time on my hands i was like well that's something easy just to put on in the background uh and yeah really been enjoying it a pirate themed <coughs> anime with it still you know monster of the week even though it takes a few weeks to defeat said monster never as bad as the you know, freeze a run from Dragon Ball Z back in the day, which, you know, five minutes took, what, three years? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just been enjoying that. So, yeah, that's sort of uh, my nerd overload. I'm playing an RPG on the on the DS and watching an anime on the TV. I next need to get a giant body pillow, which will become my wife, and uh, the full set is complete. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, man. I, 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 you know, I'll be playing with that, I guess. <laughs> is what that like a with, what did you play with this week oh you know my wife <laughs> <laughs> oh no no that sounds good i like yeah. it got to be comfortable while you're um gaming <laughs> and you know got to be warm at this time of year so oh, sounds yeah. good to me snuggling up so in with the news guys just scoured the internets to get some randomly it's a little hard weekly um to get a lot of info and a lot of news seems to be kind of like speculative Mm -hmm. um and and guess guesses to what's happening anyway on switch they were having some crazy random games being put onto the eShop. now i don't think these games were like on the eShop. i think they were set to 
come on soon, but they sort of like have to buy the rights and sort of like get ready to upload them, if you get what I mean. Yep. And there was a, so I'll give some background to some of the stuff where, where I get this news from every now and again. So I watched this guy Spawn Wave and he's quite cool. He's on YouTube. He does like a news segment, but he also gets like all different types of consoles and brand new consoles day one. And he opens them up he will like show you what's in what's in the console and he'll also try and fix broken ones oh um, so like not just uh i thought you were just gonna say like an unboxing i was like i've heard of those but he actually unboxes the box yeah and he sort of he talks more way ahead of me like what what i know he'll talk about the specs you know shit like that and like what they should have done what they should have put in instead and and just like how how it comes apart and like how to clean a console because i think about my xbox and i think God damn, that thing's on all the time because my, you know, we use it for Netflix and stuff too and everything. And it's like, it must be so dusty in that thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so it teaches you to like be able to clean your consoles and stuff. Anyway, he did, he said something about, um, there were some random games that were real questionable. One was like a shooter. So this is on the Switch, which is primarily like a, you know, it's for kids and stuff. And it's usually like Nintendo is quite like kid friendly in a sense. Mm-hmm. And they had like a shooter on there, which you were, you were killing people that dropped off ski lifts. Apparently that was kind of controversial. And well, had, So what, you're like sniping people that are on ski lifts? Yeah. So it seemed like a real, <laughs> uh, that's like all you did. It's like, that's all you do in the game. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like the, the you know, the, it's full of that like weird shovelware sort of games that are like, yeah. it's almost like phone games, but they're, but they're on the switch and there was a but there was a real random taxi game so i can't i can't relate to the taxi um part of this because i don't get taxis or ubers or anything but uh the next part <laughs> is relatable so <laughs> um, anyway so you're, you're this guy in the back of a car and the taxi sorry and you're trying to have a wank while not getting caught <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah. yeah so it's like um <laughs> that that cracks me up. As and when when is it relatable? I didn't mean I do that, but I mean you know. No, I you. I think you were more meaning for me, right? <laughs> In the back seat with my with my body pillow wife. Yeah, that's taking, exactly what I mean. Taking her on a date. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's, this is that's, on the that's Nintendo. Yeah, so apparently it's it's like being taken off and stuff. But I just saw that <laughs> it was like a fun a funny meme to say, you know, like some random like you're in a taxi trying to beat off and and you're trying to not get caught by the taxi driver and shit. What a weird <laughs> what a weird game, eh? Like, <laughs> Do you I wonder know what if it's called. I wonder if you no, I don't actually. I didn't. It, some that's all they mentioned. Um, what would you call that? Beat taxi. <laughs> something like that. But imagine if it was like the, yeah, like the Joy Cons or something. That's pretty funny. <laughs> the PlayStation Move. Yeah, yeah, and you know how there's like the Joy Cons super sensitive inside of it, like uh, <laughs> anyway. um, with, or, with or without foreskin. <laughs> um, and other news. So the streaming service that could be coming at some point is Brime. It's um, yeah. I mean, that's just all I have written down. It's called Brime. Um, there's nothing really happening. Too much on it other than being on on twitter and things like that and they're following a whole bunch of streamers so who knows that might be something that pops up at some point um and now is this in lieu of the fact that the other one has closed down mixer yeah it's so just sort of, sort of like coming to fill the gap or was this always in, in development i doubt it, it i'm guessing it's to fill the gap but i don't think it'll fill the gap it's just sort of becoming well, they're hoping to. It's like a concept rather than like an actual platform that's happening right now. Gotcha. But um, there's got to be something that pops up um, with Mixer going down. So um, obviously people are going to go to YouTube, which um, I'm seeing randomly. Like um, I don't want to go on all the time about this guy, but Ninja uh, randomly streamed on YouTube and everyone's like, oh my God, are you going to stream on YouTube permanently now? But um, he only generally gets somebody to edit his streamed content and to throw it up. Whereas it was kind of like, a, okay, well, like he's actually streaming on YouTube. So that was quite interesting. But yeah, no news on Dr. Disrespect. Is he, Still, has he uh, turned up anywhere else? Like, Because oh, did you even say his Twitter had gone or something like that? Oh, so his Twitter, Dr. Disrespects, this is the only news. I wasn't going to mention it because it's not even really news, but it's like his Twitter handle, um, you know, like his bio was like Twitch. And Mm -hmm. so it's been taken off and it's just his YouTube link now, which pretty much means nothing. So (laughs) it's not like he's going to YouTube. Um, That's probably just with what's happening 
with Twitch, he probably has to take it down or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's the only update there. Um, something, and I've read something about Shroud being missing, missing in action, so he's not around at the moment, which is weird. Um, but anyway, I'll switch over to um, some other news. Xbox Series X, um, there's going to be an announcement pretty soon about that. They're saying that they're going to support uh, Xbox One, you know, Xbox One, Xbox One S. The mm-hmm. naming of the consoles is really confusing. Um, yeah. But this is the, the one that looks like a giant sort of oblong, right? It's yeah, it looks like out a, the water or looks, yes. you know, this sort of a hype hype package teaser trailer, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, so it's the whole thing with it. They're saying that it's like um, super fast. There's no loading times, all this sort of shit. But yeah, the good thing with it for me, being an Xbox guy, is that everything that comes out on that is going to come out and be supported on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. So it means that I would. For me, I'll be most likely to inclined to purchase either a PS5 or a PS4 with PS5 coming out because the PS4 will be so much cheaper. Yep. And that way I can play shit on that. I can still play Xbox stuff because it's supported on that platform. You know gotcha. what I mean? It's not like you'll be – so for quite a while, you can still just use your Xbox. So I think that's quite a cool move. Yeah, still getting um, life out of you know the console that exists is always, I think – the good way to go with these companies when they release, you know, the next, the next gen. Yeah, for sure. So it's kind of like the way I thought of it. Like I said, like I would just keep my Xbox. It's totally still usable. And then I can get this new platform, which is a PlayStation. I can play stuff like, you know, Persona 5 and that. Cause I looked and uh, it seems to be only in Japan and that, like on the store for switch, there's no Persona 5. Yeah. Uh, which and is, that, is that the royal edition or is it even like the the, the first not, version not none of it they're not on it so it's like That's yeah weird yeah, yeah it's positive when that first got announced it was i was kicking myself because it i'm sure they said switch first but yeah i even sort of looked into it too because i know as i said he's he's a super smash character now the, the main guy yeah but yeah it was more like oh we're giving you i think from the looks of it they did or are uh, working on a dynasty warriors type game for persona on the switch but i was like yep. uh, i thought you guys were getting the actual game that's why i was like i might have to buy a switch earlier but yeah lo and behold it turned up on ps4 and has not turned up on switch yeah and I, i'm watching a um, lot of like video like deciding on what to play next and a lot of people were saying persona 5 is great and obviously you like it and i'd like to give it a go mm-hmm. so um i would like to play it on the switch because i can play it in bed or yep on the TV, I really like the portability and being able to play a game with kids. They might be using the TV. We only have one TV. Um, that's actually something I was going to talk about with the Xbox and um, tagging onto that is at some point I'll be getting a 4K TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like when that happens, I'll be more into obviously buying the next um, gen of console with yep. 4- 4K games. Um, but I personally, like, I'm a strong defender of like, for example, the Nintendo Switch, it's, a, it's all about the gameplay as opposed to the graphics. Because I, yeah, in my yeah. opinion. No, no, so, yeah. I'm with you there because I always sort of felt that often, especially with PlayStation, well, with Sony and Microsoft, it was always like what they'd talk about first was, yeah, the, the specs of it. And I was like, that's good and all, but, you know, a lot of that is going completely over my head. And I'm more like, what games are on the console? That's what interests me more. That, yeah, when their driving force was always like, well, you know, we can run at 5K and, you know, we're going to implement all these, you know, because I, I swear even like uh, when Xbox One first got announced, they more were talking about how it's like, you can play it on your TV, you can use it for Netflix. And it was like they were focusing more on that than even just what games were, were coming. So yeah. yeah, so that was annoying. They, they were like, it's an all-in-one thing. So they're trying to do like, it's it's Blu-ray, it's, you know, it's a, it's for movies, it's for games, it's for uh, music it's for like they're trying to make it like this all-in-one thing you know yeah but um yeah at the end of the day there's gamers and they want a game <laughs> so, yeah it's like yeah. yeah which halo's coming out that's all that you know i want to know i feel like the wii triggered that with like peripheral shit and so it made everyone think oh we need to connect and all this shit yeah, uh, yeah. or even uh, when you know ps2 and uh, xbox started being like you know well there are dvd players as well yeah remember those kids dvds yeah yeah fully i was watching i was listening to a guy adam korlak um who's like a hardcore xbox guy and he's uh he's 
he works with Seeger and stuff like that. And he does, again, he does like, he actually goes through, um, he's on YouTube, Adam Korlak. Check him out if you want. He does uh, generations of consoles and he goes real into depth about like the history and stuff like that. That's really cool. cool. And it's to do with the um, physical and digital media that this guy, Adam Korlak, uh, brought up and I didn't really think of. And it's to do with, much like I said with Twitch, how you need a competitor. So, gotcha. Yep. Yeah. So, um, when you have an only an online store, that then dictates the price of things. Yes, there are sales, and yes, there are like you. Get, if you buy something, you get one thing. I like about the Switch Online is when you buy shit, it gives you coins which you can then spend on other games. It might only be two or three dollars that you get, but it feels cool getting this like discount, which is cool. But the yeah. thing is, is is what happens is it provides. The thing with digital that sucks is it makes it all tunneled into one person deciding how much a game is. Yep. Games become cheaper if there's physical media because different stores have different sales and they compete with each other, so it brings the prices down. And yep. that was something that I've never really thought of before. That's like outside of collecting and everything, that a good reason to have physical media. And I thought that was just, yeah, personally, I just was like, well, that's a real interesting thing to me. It's not just about having the case in that. It's about having competition because when you've got a monopoly, yeah, I mean, that's that you know it's a bad thing. I, yeah. you need somebody to something to compete with something. Yeah, yeah, I I always sort of when I think of those sort of you know the competitor, the the thing that makes the most sense to me, and also because it you know it'll improve your product in the long run. Uh, the reference I always have is wrestling. Uh, the reason why WWF now WWE got so good in the sort of you know late nineties, early two thousands was because they had competition with another company called WCW. And basically now that they put them out of business and, you know, you got the likes of Stone Cold and The Rock on top and, you know, wrestling was so hot. And it was because they were trying to stay above and beyond the competition. Once they put them out of business, basically they've had what, like now sort of 15 plus years of no competition. The product sucks because they don't have to keep pushing the boundaries or coming up with new people. Now you're just getting like rehashes of, remember old guys from back in those days when it was popular. And uh, without competition, you can't, uh, you know, you can't evolve. You can't strive and get better. It stagnates. It yeah, stagnates, exactly. yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, now that there is sort of a, a, a secondary wave of a wrestling war happening in, in current wrestling with the advent of AEW, not much is happening at this stage, but you can see that there's sort of a change in the product. And hopefully it just means, you know, I know that they're a multi-million dollar company and they're thinking about their bottom line, but be nice if they thought about the fans sometimes <laughs> it made shit good and interesting rather than just having to see goldberg again who's like 50 plus now or you know god forbid uh still seeing taker undertaker used to be the man now he's a broken down 70 year old man that just i don't want to see wrestle anymore i think he has just retired but we'll see you never stay retired in wrestling he'll still come in the ring and yell shit and stuff and do no a doubt. show do it, Chuck. Bring his hands up, bring his hands down, turn the lights on and off. That I'm okay with. But, uh, <laughs> fade, out, fade out the back. Yeah. Back when he's, uh, you know, back to being a weird wizard that had lightning powers. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay with that. But yeah, then having to see him wrestle a 20 year old that can run circles around him, but still having to sell for the guy while he's like, you know, standing in the middle of the ring while they're bouncing off him. Wow, isn't he great? Remember how great he was? Remember the 90s? It's like, yeah, I do. It was all full of, you know, curtain haircuts and origin jeans, and it sucked. The wrestling was okay, though. I, lo I love the I love the wrestling chat. Um, yeah, no, as I said, I'm going to try and get so much of that in. Even more uh, coming later. Well, it segues me into the next news, which is uh, Natsume, if that's how you say it, Championship Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong Country are both now on the SN, uh, you know, SNES online store on the Switch. I just had a bit of a jam of them. It seems like I've never played that one. Do you know anything about that wrestling game? Not at all, actually. It's not, um, well, because I know there's Fire Pro Wrestling, which is huge in Japan. Uh, yeah. But um, no, I'm not familiar with that one. It seems to just be, from what I could see, it could be wrong, but they were random dudes. Like It, it wasn't like actual, you know, Jake the Snake and, and Hulk Hogan yeah. and uh, the Ultimate Warrior and stuff like that. It's, so this is an old game, isn't it? It is. It's it's on Super Nintendo. Um, but the guys seem 
super random, just like generic. I don't. I obviously didn't have licenses for stuff. But yeah, I gave it a quick go, and it's so pixelated, but it's it's cool. I mean, it's Super Nintendo, so of course it's going to be on a flat flat screen TV now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Immortal for Nintendo, like it's like a Wizard Quest game. That's that's pretty rad. I just had a quick go at the beginning of the game. I don't I have no idea what's going on, but that's that's what those games are kind of like. Um, Is it an RPG? Yeah, it sort of seems to be like you're you're like a guy that's yeah got to solve a a wizard. That's basically all I know. And you and it's like a it, it looks real like it's like sort of top down top downy real oh, square yeah. looking. That sounds quite um, like something I'd like to check out. Yeah, real retro. But it, it does look the kind of RPG style. Yeah, yeah, that was just something else I wrote down. And uh, there was something trending on on uh, Twitter. You don't have to comment about this if you don't want to, but I thought maybe you might have a point of view on it. I'm kind of like, eh, about it. But it just, it was, it was a trending tweet that just said, games are too long these days. And I wanted to know how you feel about that, which is pretty interesting because I feel like we kind of like long games. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think people are sort of saying like, we now have kids and we work long hours and things, so we don't have the time to play long games that we would rather get sh- good games in short spurts, yep. which is kind of confusing. But what, what what do you think about that? I get the logic behind it. Um, and I feel it's, for me, I feel it's subjective on what kind of game it is. If they're talking about, uh, like, say, a platformer, which is what my m- mind immediately thinks of when you're saying a shorter, good game, you know, like you used to have, you do almost sort of want, you know, not, you don't want level after level after level after level, because sometimes a lot of it's, it's even just a reskin of something you've already played. So that should be, you know, a, a shorter format, more bang for your buck. You get a few lives, you, 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 you either su- survive or die. But again, with me and the types of games I like, which are the role-playing games, but, you know, I like my turn-based ones first. You know, I can play the adventure ones like a Skyrim. I do expect length in those. But this is also me that, you know, has no life and uh, <laughs> doesn't really have anything to to, to have me going out anywhere. I think, so what happened was games being so short is because we didn't really have save states. Mm. So it was sort of like you didn't have memory cards or save. You didn't have a hard drive in that. So it sort of developed along with that. And I feel like, yeah, and they every save so you can play it when you want. But I get what people mean as in like they're so long they kind of want to get on to playing the next game. Yeah. But if I'm buying a AAA title for a hundred bucks New Zealand, I kind of want my money. I don't. It would suck because I would even say Mario Odyssey was mm. amazing on the Switch and it was really cool to play with my kid and and to. I think the storyline is like it kind of, I don't know how many hours it's supposed to be, but it felt quite short. Yeah. Like, obviously, but then it opens up with like you can collect all the stars, so you go back and then you get more shit, and you try and hundred percent it. So, you know, it's like it's kind of questionable. Like, where is the end of the game? It's subjective to you as well. Yes, yes, that's how games can and and used to get linked out of them because you'd have. Uh, the, the way you played it and then the replay value was in 100%ing a level and you know that worked more with the platform games so I feel for me it's all just and even then if you're sort of talking price range too yeah with your triple A's and yeah I do expect it longer um, I and that's okay to pay $100 for it but if I am buying a you know something that can be clocked in three hours I don't want to pay $100 for that exactly and, and I, I don't want to I don't want to pay However much it was, like, I know I'm always going on about the Switch, but it's just something I thought of, how there was that one-two Switch game. And it was, like, the same price. I'm pretty sure it was the same price as, like, Breath of the Wild. Like, or, like, it was, like, snipper clips and stuff like that on release. It was, like, those games should be way cheaper. Yep. And it's, like, because they're shorter, they should know where – they should be, like, half the price of, like, a $100. Like, so they should be more, like, 40 bucks or something to me. Yeah, that even goes back into what you were sort of saying about just the fact that, like, when it's a digital medium, it's setting – the price yes so it's like without even sort of you know uh it's a new release game so like automatically it's like well that's 80 dollars because it's just come out but it's like but should it be 80 dollars like you know and that's that tends to be why i don't buy a lot of stuff on release the price and it's like gonna have a sale it'll go down in a couple of months it'll the price will go down obviously you get spoilers but I mean, if you try and stay away with, them, with games, it's a little bit easier than like movies. Mm-hmm. Um, segway, segwaying into movies, which isn't really movies, it's like on Disney Plus. 
did you see they're coming out with the Bad Batch, the next Star Wars thing? No, what is? I have not seen what this is. Is this a series? Yeah, so it's got to do with. I think it's to do with the animation um, shit with um, like Clone Wars. Okay. So the next thing is something to do with the Bad Batch, and it follows the Clone Wars with Clone Force ninety nine. I just, um, I, I thought you may have seen that. Um, that's cool that you haven't, though. No, um, admittedly, I've sort of, uh, Star Wars is not running as hot with me these days. I didn't hate all the modern movies as much as everybody else did, but I think I just definitely did get a lot of uh, Star Wars fatigue. There was just too much of it, and I just sort of couldn't keep up with it. So, yeah. yeah. I like yeah. I back on, I did enjoy The Mandalorian. I liked that. That was about the most recent Star Wars thing that I, I enjoyed. Was, I was going to mention that, um, especially with, you know, having the, the pop vinyl of the, I mentioned it um, mm-hmm. earlier. So I was kind of going to, because I, I figured like, I just wanted to say, you know, that's in the news. It's kind of like the thing that's happening. Because um, I follow that guy, I watch that guy Emergency Awesome. Oh, and yep. he, does, he does cool up there. So I used, I used to watch him with Game of Thrones because he used to break the episodes down for me and explain shit a lot more because sometimes I didn't never read the book. So I was kind of interested from somebody who knows the lore so, so in depth. I, uh, so, I used to follow him. Uh, yep. and this, you know, I know this is only our third episode, so who cares? I'll throw him under the bus. But I stopped following him because he i know he you know i saw the game of thrones ones too uh, and yeah he did always have like good breakdowns and all the you know the, the comic book movies but i saw he was branching out and doing a few other things and again i've touched on the fact that i like anime so he did drag ball z reference of the new movie the the broly movie and uh he mispronounced vegeta and i went <laughs> how how can you do that you're doing a video about dragon ball z but you can't say you know, probably the most popular character's name. And then I went, oh, you've got other people writing this for you. Oh, I've lost faith in you. And I unsubscribed. Oh, wow. Yeah, fair him, enough. He, he called him Vegeta. And I just went, <laughs> eat a dick. Go eat your vegetables. And so I that, would, that would probably explain why he knows so much, that he has people helping him write his shit. Yep. Yeah. Would probably, oh, I, 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 and I would understand that completely. Because, I mean, that guy, what, makes, what, like three videos a week? Yeah, yeah, so I exactly. Like, I, I get it. But, yeah, I just went, if you don't know what you're talking about, mate, uh, maybe you, sh- you shouldn't do a video on, on, on Dragon Ball Z. So, yeah, unsubscribe, or as you, <laughs> as you say in 2020, hashtag cancelled. So I follow... <laughs> cancel culture um i i basically follow i don't watch his stuff now but it's it's just still on my sub list and if something comes up i may more to do with oh is this coming out like i said like it's like new star wars and i was like oh it's the animated stuff i don't really personally i don't watch that some people would though yeah and uh the next thing was uh mandalorian 2 is coming out season 2 is coming out soon i yeah i mean I'll have to re-sub, re-subscribe to um, Disney Plus. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm looking forward to that. I hope it's as good as, you know, I hope it keeps getting better. Yep. Uh, I, I like the idea of, like, a the, the black lightsaber, the dark lightsaber. Um, yep. that's, a, that's a Clone Wars, the animated Clone Wars storyline. Yeah, and I, yep, and I am a little bit cringed out, and I hope it's not shit. I didn't really like Timura Morrison being in Star Wars because... I have this weird thing where I don't like the New Zealand. It it takes me out of watching Star Wars because it's like Jake the Mus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so, we, we definitely have a different history with him compared to the rest of the world. So yeah, everyone else just hears, you know, his his oh yep Kiwi accent. But yeah. we were like, I was like, yeah, that's Jake the Mus. Yeah, so I was a bit like, oh shit. But uh, I mean, I have faith that it's the Mandalorian, so it, it should be good. Yeah. Um, I just hope they do it right and that his acting is. Because I mean, okay, I'll just fucking say I don't like his acting. I don't. I feel like he's not even. He doesn't even know what he's doing in Star Wars. Like I feel like he. I feel like it's fucking shocking to be honest, and I really don't like it. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I did not have a problem with him. What I had a problem with was when we were then introduced to Baby Boba Fett, and I think the the line something like, "Oh, you know, is your is your dad home?" And he's just like, "Oh, yep. Oh, yep." The minute I hear, yeah. "Oh, yep," like the audience, because you know we're watching this in New Zealand. Everybody just cracked up. Yeah, so my memory of that is of of a moment where I first realized I hated Star Wars, which I never thought I would think, was in that moment 
and it was also the Jar Jar Binks. I was oh, like yeah. the Misu Yusunosu. I was just like. I can't do this. Like, this is terrible. Like what is going on? Like, I don't, yeah, it was horrible, but I'm not alone on that one. No, but yeah, not. I just, I just hope that they do, they do it right. Cause obviously the Mandalorian, it's all about Boba Fett. Cause there was like an Easter eggs of, you saw the shadow of a character walk up during the Mandalorian. Yeah. And it was like, Oh, that's Boba Fett. It's got something to do with Boba Fett has the spurs on his boots from like, something to do with like Clint Eastwood. It was like something that they put on Boba Fett in the movie. So when you walk, you can hear them and see them. And when he walked up, you only saw a shadow and it was like, you had to guess who that was. And in this moment, there was like a, a dead character in one of the episodes. And as he walked I, up, it was, it was I, supposed to be him. But I yeah. think I remember that episode. I did not click that it was meant to be Boba Fett though. But and I, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. And I didn't either, to be honest, until I, because obviously I love to watch stuff after watching an episode and, and, and so, so I can take it all in. Yeah, um, that's pretty much the news as mm-hmm. far as that goes. And now for the next segment, mid-school memories. So, Matt, what have you got? Well, we're doing the year 2000, uh, and it's going to run back into what? we were talking about well i was talking about earlier i will keep talking about throughout you know future podcasts but it is wwf smackdown 2 know your role uh it was made by yukes which is a japanese company that's uh before that produced quite a few japan only wrestling games and developed by thq uh it was you know sort of near the golden area area golden era of wrestling at least for me uh you had all your main eventers you had the rock mankind and kane uh Kurt Angle, who just debuted, was was a playable character. Uh, this also had Triple H, who was in the midst of like sort of his big main event run, and at the time was literally like my favorite wrestler. I thought he was so cool. Used to come out wearing a, a denim jacket with a then leather vest cut off at the sleeves over top of it, and then like I don't know, just so much de- like denim that he wore, and yet I just thought he was rad as. Uh, unfortunately, this was you know the beginning of my. Uh, falling out of love with The Undertaker because he was doing his terrible biker taker. That was also too much denim, but he was almost like midlife crisis dad with his uh, motorbike entrance and coming out to roll in by uh, Limp Biscuit, is it? Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was awful. Yeah. Uh, Austin was missing, uh, but you could unlock him. You could get his gear and his moves by, and not actually unlock as a character. You had to, with the creator wrestler, you unlocked move sets and entrance sets and, and, and extra items to make a creator wrestler. So that was the only way you could get Austin because he was still not wrestling as much at this time. Uh, and, you know, his neck was fucked, but, you know, he was still always, Austin always will be, in my opinion, the, the biggest draw in wrestling, bigger than Hogan, in my opinion. Uh, but of course, this also had my top boy, uh, Chris Jericho. So I picked him, but mainly uh, this was also began my love affair with creator wrestler it's since evolved into any type of game that has a creator character mode i will spend almost as many hours making my wrestler or character before i even play the game i rented this like almost every weekend around this time this was when again people were starting to fall out of love with wrestling but i still did so i was keeping it secret but i'd pop down to the you know the video rental store i'd rent it every weekend made my wrestling character who uh this began the, the fabled run of Rocky Femme, <laughs> which was actually a weird name I got from mishearing. You know, do you remember the radio station The Rock FM? Yes. I think, it, I think it even still exists. And I just heard it one time someone say Rocky Femme, and I went, hey, that's pretty good. And of course, this was also me being weirdly huge, and you'll remember this too, since, you know, as we've talked about, you've known me for a while. I made him into like a 70s style Ramon Punk because I was big into The Clash and the Sex Pistols and the Ramones. Later on, I would create a whole wrestling stable for him, which was his band called The Vanguard. And uh, yeah, his arc would play out, which actually mirrored Triple H's, where he was this cool guy that was, you know, in a punk band, but could kick ass. And then, you know, I would keep making this character every time a new game came out. I'd recreate Rocky Femme with his uh, his faction, and then I'd slowly turn him into a heel. And, you know, change his whole get up. He stopped being a punk, but he was still the coolest. But yeah, it was just those games as well. Like I know, I, well, I know the, the, the disaster, which was the last, because it's now evolved into 
I think it's WWF, or so I should say E. It's the 2K games, and the last one was just a glitch mess. Watching videos of that on YouTube has been hilarious, where, you know, you DDT someone and their head will stay stuck in the canvas while their body will then flail around and fly off into the crowd. And, you know, everybody's just, oh, it was a, a mess. It was a game that shouldn't have been released. But this was still, you know, had its problems, but it was just simple simple gameplay you you know you hit the circle button you moved you, you know you had a corresponding left or right attack to do a different move depending on we were facing your opponent uh and yeah it just it was the main kick of it was just that it, it kept my love going of wrestling so whereas i could you know still slink back into the shadows and not admit to anybody that i i like that fake that fake sport <laughs> the wrestling was a way for me to sort of still keep it up and support it and do it secretly so yeah, and you know the games I kept playing. They did SmackDown for a, a few years longer. There was a oh, what was it? Just Bring It and Here Comes the Pain. I think was another one. They moved on to the PS2, uh, and then yeah, they they evolved into SmackDown versus Raw, and that's kind of where I lost lost uh, joy with them because I I did like that you could sort of have these games where they'd have the storyline mode, but you didn't have to play as one of the the main guys. You could create your wrestler. He'd play out all the storylines. The later games are now just like you have to play as a specific character doing their specific like wrestling moments, like their career. I'm not as big into that. It's like I already know that or I can watch that. It's my, I'd much rather play as a weird, you know, 70s style punk who, again, decked in all denim, doing crotch chops. So, yeah. And that's what. That's what I that's what I like about like your gaming. Like it's not all about like you just want to like wrestle. You want to like create a character, give them a backstory, yeah. and like love it that way. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, I still have. I think I've still even got memory cards or, like of or PlayStation One and PlayStation Two that will probably have a few versions of Rocky Femme saved on them. Of course, uh, now if I was to play a game, uh, Rocky Femme's been retired. The the new character would be Benji Bad Blood, who's a a masked wrestler, but who's a a heel. I always liked playing the bad guys rather than the good guys. Bad guys have more fun. But yeah, that was yeah. my 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 uh, mid school memory from two thousand. How about you, Sus? Yeah, that's awesome, man. Fuck, it's uh, it's real cool that you chose that. It's it's really cool hearing like because I don't know what you're gonna say. Uh, what game? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I quite like this this for that for that exact reason. Cause yeah, not, because yeah, like, because. Sorry, yep. Well, I was just going to say that you have those moments when you'll bring something up and I'll be like, oh, shit, yeah, that game, I haven't thought about that. And because what are we now? That's 20 years old. Yeah, so I have, we obviously have to look it up to know when the game is out because I never know. I mean, because I might have even played it after the actual official release date of when it's coming out. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's sort of around that time we would play it. You have to, to be able to remember exactly. You sort of So it'll do like a top 20 games of the year 2000 but i'm not necessarily trying to pick that i'm trying to pick something maybe off that yeah it gives, gives you an idea of the time period as well yeah I mean, but I, if I'm i see something on that which i have this time i was like yeah i'm picking that as soon as i as soon as i um saw it which was red alert 2 <laughs> <laughs> yeah rad yeah this was released in october 2000 i obviously played this probably a little bit after its release um i as i explained in uh, one of our last podcasts, the last podcast of gaming history, like I got a PC and um, I used to use it for music and and, and a few other things. But... <laughs> <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> wow, I used to play Red Alert too. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I played this through, I'm pretty sure you got two discs with it and our friend Jared gave me one of the discs I'm pretty sure that's how I played it. So he had one and I had the other. Because I think it used to be you could play the good guy faction and the bad guy faction, or maybe on different discs. Yeah, and there's also Yuri's Re Revenge, which came out in 2001. So I didn't want to like go on about that game. But well, that was there an was expansion, also, right? Yeah, that was an expansion. So yeah, exactly. You could play as you know Libya, or you could play as America and stuff like that. And these for the campaign, it was like. It was different on each disc, I think, but uh, this is more to do with the online. So this is my first time ever gaming online, uh, ever. And it was awesome because it was like in my sleep out in my room on my computer, straight up, like um, just playing games, right? Just, <laughs> just, just games, games only. <laughs> and yeah, so what happened was is 
I played the campaign and then it was like, oh, well, we'll give this online thing a go. And I think I played a couple of matches with Jared and I'm pretty sure he kicked my ass. And then I was like, oh man, I want to get better. So I just thought like, again, there's no YouTube and shit like that then. So I was like, how can I work out what to do here? Obviously I could go buy a magazine or look up on the internet. There would be some sort of like blog post thing. Good old uh, uh, game FAQs. I think they were with the yeah. sort of text-based website yeah yeah and i'm not much of a reader i rather like watch a video so i think what it so i know what i did i went on and i so i just i used to have a love for skirmishes as well but i was going to talk about after the online component so i went on and i was like i'll randomly match with someone went on game started and there's like an in-game chat so i was like hey man this is like one of my first times playing online I was wanting to know if you could help me. And I was like, so I pushed enter. I'm like, fuck, is he going to like just destroy me or is he going to chat back? And he was like, do you remember that chat back? With, yes. Uh, phones, chat back with voice message on, on our old school Nokia. Yeah. Um, so, you know, chat, chat back to me. And then he's like, yeah, sure. What's your BO? And I was like, oh shit, I'm talking to someone on the internet and the game. This is amazing. And I was like, what's bo yeah I was just about and, to say. <laughs> yeah and he's well, like i know what it is for me but yeah yeah so he it? said <laughs> so he's like uh build order what's your build order and oh, i was like yeah. I, and i was like dude i don't have a build order because the way you generally kind of would play or the way i'd play in a skirmish is i would just try and get my base real badass and then you would get to a point where you like get your units and then you attack mm -hmm. but online it's obviously different you need some sort of strategy so he's like okay i'll give you my build order i'll let you know what to do here and he helps me like so he came over to me and he's like now do this do this do this it was real cool so he's like because you've got things against you which is money and time yep so it's like the best defense is actually an office offense as opposed to a defense because usually playing against a computer you're just trying to get your defense up before you attack so it's like get get three dogs scope the scope the map find out where he is so i was like, okay then you get the cheapest tank units and you pretty much just go straight to their main base and um there was more to it than that but there were the, that was the two main things i thought of and then i was like okay cool so then I went in and I was like, hey, Jared, you ready to play, man? I think I, <laughs> so I rung him up. And I was like, um, you know, on the phone, I'm like, on the actual home line. And like, hey, man, you ready to play? He's like, yep, sweet. Cool. So we go on and I'm like, I do this. I fucking, he's like, what? You could tell he's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. with a door coming into his shit so early. And then I just go in with my tanks and just obliterate him. And he's like, oh, man, nah, we shouldn't do that. We should, we should, um, we should do like set rules uh, yeah we should set rules which is like you know do like 20 minutes of just solidly building and then we'll fight at that point and i was like yeah man cool and so we play the next game and i just do the exact same thing and destroy him <laughs> yeah and then, but then obviously what happened then was he learnt my strategy and then used it against me and he'd done it better than i could and i was like ah oh, fuck and that, that was pretty funny so that's like a that's like a real gold enjoyable fun you know because then you see each other at school the next day and you're just like cracking up at each other like i think i i even remember when that happened it was like a big thing because jared was like you know i'm undefeated at this game because i think i played him once or twice and just got sick of losing so sort of <laughs> again didn't know how to play it but yeah <coughs> it was sort of big time when um you cleaned him up yeah it was fun. it was pretty fun man but um yeah the other enjoyment comes from after that and i think it's one of the games that i reckon if i had to choose one game i would be happy with it if that's all i could play that's a real right. harsh decision but it's definitely something where i would set up max opponents like max computer cpu opponents um on different maps and try and survive and it's it's like a i would always turn super weapon super weapons off because super weapons were like you just get nuked and it would just kind of wreck the game in yep. my opinion also you can't be going against maybe i can't remember the the max it might be seven something like that um opponents and there's just almost no i'm sure there is a way but it felt like the super weapons it was like impossible but you could i would always go america because you got the units that jump out of a plane and they could put a little barrier around them like they put little sacks around them when you push d like hotkey D and they do a defense and that would be a real good way of having good defense in the early stages of the game before ah, you get yeah. like prison tanks and stuff to attack. Because that was, um, that they, there was every sort of uh, 
nation that you were playing as had like this sort of specialty unit, right? Yeah. So I remember Libya had like a tank that would go in and it would explode in there. I think it was Libya. I'm 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 really guessing some of this because I haven't played it in so long, but and I didn't research it too much. I'm just on memory. But yeah. if I get it wrong, I get it wrong. But I'm pretty sure it was Libya had a tank that went in, and so your defense could shoot at it and it would explode and it would fucking put like toxic waste everywhere and it would fuck your units and like break your base apart. That was quite cool. So they were almost America- kind of like suicide bombers. Yeah, exactly. And like you're exactly that's what they were, which is crazy. <laughs> and then you know, America had the had the you know, the what do you call them? You jump out of planes? Sounds like uh paratrooper. Yeah, paratroopers. And then there was like Zeppelins on like the Yuri side and that so they would come in and like just in a sense nuke, but not in a super super weapon way. So you had to have like air defense and I just love like being hardcore defending and then surviving that that like attack after attack and then being able to go in. I love the music. The music is just so awesome. The graphics, it's not it's not hardcore 3D and it's not too over detailed. It sort of feels like everything is perfect. It feels because I played some other red alerts after this and that style of gameplay and I felt like there was too much going on and I just I definitely feel like Red Alert 2 is this it's just perfect for me. Um nice. you know, I just understand it more. Yeah, so I just absolutely love that game. And that's pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much my game for the year 2000. Right. It's a good mid-school yeah. memory. Hard out. Uh, so I guess I'm going to pick the year in question next week. Uh, and I'm going to go with 1996. 1996. 1996. So that'll be moving along with the next episode so speaking of that we're coming towards the end um thanks for listening check out our insta it bleeds pixels if you're that way inclined i'm tony3xl on twitch that's about it for this week and check us out next week thank you bye bye orders comrade it will be a smoking crater